This is another excerpt from the Letting Go book by David Hawkins. The subject of this excerpt is the glamour of our desires. And this will be this podcast for today for the daily inspiration of the day. Hope you guys like it. Glamour. Glamour is a very useful subject to understand. Once we understand it, it greatly facilitates the letting go of desires. The book called Glamour, A World Problem, 1950, by Alice Bailey, presents the whole subject expertly. If we look at something that we want, we can begin to distinguish between the thing itself versus the aura, patina, flash, and attractive magnetic effect of a quality that can best be described as glamour. It is this disparity between what a thing is in itself and the glamour that we have attached to it, which leads to disillusionment. So often we have achieved some goal and then when we have achieved it, we are disappointed. That is because the thing itself does not coincide with our pictures of it. Glamour means that we have attached sentimentality or we have made it bigger than life. We have projected onto a thing a magical quality that somehow leads us to believe that once we acquire it, we will magically achieve some higher state of happiness and satisfaction. This happens very often with vocational goals. The man works year after year striving to become president of the company or become important and prominent in some other way. When he gets there, he expects to experience all the satisfaction and the glamour associated with that level of achievement. The kowtowing by employees, the flashy cars, the prominent office, the labels, the titles and the exclusive addresses. But what he finds is that all of these things are superficial. They are very inadequate compensation for the agonizing energy drain and daily grind that, in reality, the the position necessitates. While he pictured that he would get admiration, when he often finds at the top level is viciousness, competitiveness, envy and the endless fawning and dishonest manipulations that occur to people in power including the paranoid attacks by competitors. He finds that his energy is so drained that he has no energy left over for his personal life. His relationships are impaired. His wife complains that he is too exhausted to make love, too depleted to give her the energy she needs, too worn out to be a good father, and too tired even to enjoy a favorite recreational activity. The same thing occurs with women in the traditionally feminine areas of achievement. A woman thinks, for instance, if she gets a certain designer dress for the party that the dress is going to bring her attention, adulation and admiration and that it will win her a certain social status. With much sacrifice, she spends a great deal of money and effort on the dress, running back and forth for fittings, but what happens? At the dinner party, there are a few passing comments on her dress, and that's the end of it. Nobody dances with her any more than usual. She's not more prominent than she was before the party. No more genuine attention is paid to her than previously. She gets some hostile, envious look from other women who recognize what she probably paid for the dress. During the evening, she has the usual argument with her escort and they go home in the car, barely speaking to each other. 
the same as in the past. As women make gains in the corporate and political arenas, they face the disappointment that accompanies longed for glamorized leadership roles in the public. What was predicted to enhance prestige and esteem instead brings criticism, envy and hostility. Even from other women, the experience of achieving their goal is often not what they thought it was going to be. There is endless judgment of a woman's public persona and dress and she may have the gnawing feeling of inner worry that she has failed her family by going for professional fulfillment. Winning is sometimes not as liberating as glamour would want us to believe. Emotional goals are also glamorized by sentimentality and emotionalism. A certain excitement is projected onto the emotional event. It is made to seem more important than it really is in the overall courses of events. After the event passes, life goes on the same and disappointment ensues. Glamorization, of course, is starkly obvious in advertising. Here we see it sui generis. The cowboy is the glamorization of masculinity and the ballet dancer is the glamorization of femininity. Men are attracted by personality, not the brand. Thus, the cowboy represents the glamorized male who is rugged, cool, suave and in control. The consumer projects onto the product that it will give him those desired personality traits. Glamorization is living at a fantasy level. Therefore, when we proceed to let go of a desire, we must dissect the way that which is exaggeration, fantasy and romanticization. Once you relinquish the glamour, it will be relatively easy to surrender the desire itself. If you let go of the romanticization of the cowboy, for example, then the cigarette or the cheeseburger that he was handling in the commercial will lose its appeal. In fact, much to our surprise, we will find over and over again that the desire was attached to the glamorous fantasy. There was no reality in it in the first place because there was no reality in it. The world is constantly selling us dishonesty, catering to our desire for that romantic, glamorized aspect. It promises us to make us more important than we really are. Glamour at that level of dishonesty is a fake. The mind protests. Do I have to give up all that glamorous excitement? Do I have to let go of my pictures of emotional gratification and excitement? The answer is obviously no. We don't have to give them all up. And we can achieve the goals effortlessly and easily once we are conscious of what we are choosing. We can have them directly. We can be attractive, but we won't get it in a fake wheel such as driving a certain style of car. We will get it by letting go of our smallness and owning our greatness, thereby reflecting it out into the world. We can easily become that exciting person whom people are eager to know. Just choose to be that person and let go of the block of desiring to be that way. We can have what we want directly without deterring through some fraudulent promise that will lead us into frustration and disappointment.
the way to become that exciting person whom people want to know is very easy. We simply picture the kind of person we want to be and surrender all the negative feelings and blocks that prevents us from being that. What happens then is that we all need to have and to do will automatically fall into place. This is because in contrast to having and doing, the level of being has the most power and energy. When it is given priority, it automatically integrates and organizes one's activities. This mechanism is evidenced in the common experience. What we hold in mind tends to manifest.